The scripture this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses uh, 23 through 26, a very familiar verse, uh, verses to all of us, which are the words of institution of the Lord's Supper. So we're reading from 1 Corinthians uh, 11, verses 23 through 26, but we will be looking at a few verses before that, so if you want to have your Bibles open for that, I encourage you to do that. This is the word of God, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us your word, which is the instruction for our lives, that you have given us also the Holy Spirit that reveals the spiritual things to our hearts, that you have brought us together around your word to hear your voice. May you help us to hear your voice clearly as we consider these verses. We also pray that you prepare our hearts as we partake together of the Lord's Supper. May you help us, Lord, to have a renewed and refreshed understanding of this sacrament, this gift that you have given to us as a church to nourish our souls. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy New Year. I think that by this time you have heard this already. Uh, many times, or depending if you haven't been interacting with a lot of people, you may have not heard it so much, but you will be hearing it today when you see your brothers and sisters or you see your friends and you are interacting with people. People wish each other to have a happy new year, and we wish to have a happy new year. But at the same time, there is a reality that every new year brings new challenges to our lives. Some of these challenges are simply the challenges of the previous year that are transferred into the upcoming year. And we have seen that happening uh, throughout these past three years. We continue to struggle together with some challenges in the past three years. But each one of us will face specific challenges in our lives. Some are physical and some are spiritual. So I thought that rather than thinking about what are the resolutions for the next year, this morning we'll be meditating on where do we get or from where we get the source of strength to face these challenges in the upcoming year. And by God's grace, he has given us what we understand to be the ordinary means of grace to his church. Ordinary because... God uses ordinary people like me to be in front of you to proclaim his word that we take together a small portion of bread and a small cup of juice and God uses that to nourish the body of believers, to help us to grow in our faith, 
to strengthen our faith to face the challenges together that are in front of us as we start a new year. So it is a wonderful blessing that we can start the first Sunday of the year together partaking of the Lord's Supper because we will need that for the things that we will face in the coming months. And we will need that every month. And we will need that, his strength, every day of our lives. So we find the Lord's Supper institution in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But Paul in particular uh, cites the Lord's Supper or the institution of the Lord's Supper to address an issue in the Corinthian church. Every time Paul wrote to all these churches that he planted and that he loved, he was addressing some specific issues of the church. And what is the issue that the Corinthian church were going through is what we'll see in the previous verses of the words of institution. First of all, we know that there was a problem in the church because verse 17 tells us, Paul tells them this, when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. Think for a moment on that. They were coming together to worship God, to enjoy his presence, to be fed by God through his word, and to partake together of the Lord's Supper. That will enhance their understanding of their union with Christ, but at the same time with the, uni- the union with the members of the body of Christ. It was supposed to be for better. It was supposed to grow their faith. It was supposed to strengthen them and strengthen their union. But instead, it was for the worst. What a sad thing. In fact, if you read verse 20, you see that what they were practicing was not the Lord's Supper anymore. Verse 20 says, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. They could have used the right elements. They could have used the right words. They could be together as a church, but they were not partaking of the Lord's Supper anymore. Why was that? Paul responds that to us in verse 21. He says, for in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. And if you read part of verse 22, Paul tells them, or do you not despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? They have forgotten what was the reason why they were together, which is to celebrate the Lord's table. And they were basically focusing the meal, enjoying the meal so much that they were eating a lot and some of them even getting drunk to the point that they became insensitive of those that were around them who have not, who have nothing to eat. They were returning home without food. Some people have understood this as to mean that they were coming together and the wealthy were bringing their own meals and they were enjoying these meals in front of the ones who had nothing to eat. But what was their problem? The problem was that they forgot that this was the Lord's table that this was not just a feast for them to celebrate and enjoy, but the focus had to be in the Lord. 
And how does Paul address this issue? He addressed this issue. He didn't become very creative about that. He just go back to remind them what he had already taught to them. These are the words of institutions of our Lord Jesus Christ who instituted the Lord's Supper to be a sacrament for his church. So there are three things that happen every time we partake of the Lord's Supper. It happened to them and it has happened to all generations of Christians up today and will continue to happen. These are that we, when we come together, we remember. When we come together, we proclaim. And when we come together, we are spiritually nourished. When we come together, we remember. When we come together, we proclaim. And when we come together to partake of the Lord's Supper, we are also spiritually nourished. The Lord Jesus said, do this. What is this? It is to break bread and to eat it, representing the body of Christ. It is to take the cup and drink of it, representing the blood of Christ, in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. It is as a memorial of what Christ has done and did on the cross. But it's also to remind us of the gospel. It's for us to remember. We just came out of a Christmas season. We still have the trees here. And we remember every time we come together on December to Christmas, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We remember that God took flesh and dwelt among us. We remember of the love of God by sending in Son, his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to save us. And it's a wonderful thing that Christians on December understand the real meaning of Christmas. We remember that God sent his son to save us. But every time we partake of the Lord's Supper together, we remember what Christ did for us and for our salvation. Verse 24 says, when he had given thanks, he broke it. Remember, this is right after he has said that the bread represents his body. And what Christ does is that he gives thanks before he breaks the bread. Think about that. He's going to the cross to suffer for us. And he's not complaining about it, but he's giving thanks that he's going to die for us. Then he broke bread and he said, this is my body, which is for you. If you will read this in the book of Mark, in reference to the blood of Christ, it will go like this. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Which means that God sent his son to give his body, to break his body for you, for me, for us. It is that he came to take our place on the cross. To receive the punishment that we all deserved. So his righteousness could be counted 
as our righteousness. That's what we remember. And if we keep expanding this understanding through the scriptures, we remember that God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. That it was already God's plan that we will be united to Christ on the cross. That when Christ died on the cross through faith, which is a gift from God given to us, we also die with Jesus. And when Christ was resurrected, we were raised with Jesus. Therefore, we have new life in Christ. In fact, we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. This is all what we remember. How important is that when you are facing the new challenges of the new year, you remember your whole faith. You remember what Christ did for you. You remember that you have been redeemed through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We also proclaim you read verse 26 says for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes I remember many international students that I have interacted with through my years of ministry here at 10th but there is one particular one that is in my mind his name have never I, I'm pretty bad with names but I never forget Robert Ram and it is because he started to come to our, one of our worship services and he heard us reciting the Apostle Creed together. And for him, that was an amazing thing. That we all together in one room, we will confess and profess what we believe as Christians. Little by little, he started to understand the gospel to the point that at some point in his life, he started to recite the Apostle Creed with us. In fact, I was the one who was reading it with a mic, and I think that we could hear his voice more than my voice in the room. He was confessing his faith with us. Before he left, we met together, and I asked him, what do you know about Jesus? Who is Jesus for you? Basically, when he described it, he was describing what he understood through the Apostle Creed recital. Every time we partake together of the Lord's Supper, we are proclaiming the Lord's death to one another. We are reminding one another of what Christ has done, but we are also proclaiming to anybody who is among us who still don't know Jesus as his Savior. Think about this. It's all together preaching the gospel to anyone among us. For how long do we do this? He says that we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That means that every time we partake together of the Lord's Supper, we are also announcing the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We just celebrated Christmas. We are partaking together of the Lord's Supper. Remember that act of salvation on our behalf. And we are announcing that our hope is that Jesus will return and will make things right. And we will enjoy his presence forever. That's our hope. So do you see how that 
strengthen your faith as you face the new challenges on 2022. But also, we are spiritually nourished. If you go with me in your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 16, you will read this. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it no a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread of blessing, the bread that we break, is it no a participation in the body of Christ? We know that these elements don't become real flesh and blood. They represent that. But every time we partake together, if you look at that word, participation means koinonia. It comes from the Greek koinonia. It means communion. We are experiencing communion with Christ. Every time you partake of the Lord's Supper, you are, by faith, spiritually nourished in your soul. And God does that again through ordinary things, through the ordinary means of grace that he has given to his church. Many times we have come together and we have heard God's word and we've been spiritually nourished by God's word or partaken together of the Lord's Supper and we have been spiritually nourished and we don't realize that throughout the week when we have faced those challenges and tribulations, we were strong because God did that through his ordinary means of grace in our lives. And sometimes we don't give thanks to God for what he had done through that. Brothers and sisters, as we partake together today, as we come together with this refresh, no one new understanding, we knew that, but with this refresh understanding, let us take heart in knowing that God is strengthening us for what is ahead of us by his grace by his love, by his mercy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you, in your grace and mercy, have given us new life in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we thank you that you also, through the preaching of your word and through the sacraments enhance this new life in Christ in our lives. You, Lord, strengthen us. We thank you that we have the blessing and privilege of being able to come together. May you prepare our hearts. May we come together and eat it and drink it with faith, knowing that you on the cross die for us, for our salvation. There is no greater hope than that. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.